and welcome to Contemplatio, a daily podcast offering brief Ignatian contemplation for each liturgical season. This podcast holds a sacred space for those of us who struggle to find the time in our busy schedules to properly contemplate the magnificent mystery of God's love. Today's Contemplatio is from Joe Lagan, Director of the Ignatian Spirituality Program of Denver. I begin by looking at the one who is looking at me in love, full of mercy, with understanding and compassion. I pause and I ask for the grace of prayer to spend time with the Lord with an open heart and mind that everything that transpires in the next few minutes honor God and be transformative for me and those I love. I remind myself that independent of how I feel or how ineffective I think of my prayer, God is, and God is there for me, not only listening, but passionately wanting me. Today's readings can intimidate. Indeed, they bear warning, eternal punishment and eternal life. From Leviticus, you shall not steal, you shall not lie or speak falsely to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, you shall not defraud or rob. You shall not withhold overnight the wages of your day laborer. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind, but you shall fear your God. The exhortations continue, you shall not act dishonestly in rendering judgment. You shall not go about spreading slander among your kin nor shall you stand by idly when your neighbor's life is at stake. You shall not bear hatred for your brother in your heart. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge. These are not easy because they involve my heart. It is not simply actions that are required, but the work of conversion, humility and honesty, and openness to the places in my world where I see the possibility for rendering judgment for spreading slander, for standing idly by when someone's life or well-being is threatened. Can I allow myself to see with compassionate eyes where this is happening in my everyday life? It is not difficult to see the places in our society, in our country, in our city, where people's lives are threatened. I see immigrants being deported and families torn apart. Do I stand idly by? Slanderous accusations seem to be the norm in our public discourse in our reality TV shows, in our social media feeds? Do I fall into that pattern of conversation myself? Do I uncritically accept this style as our societal norm? In the Gospel from Matthew, Jesus echoes the commands and prescriptions from Leviticus, validating what have come known to be as the corporal works of mercy stating it positively, for I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger and you welcomed me, naked and you clothed me, ill and you cared for me in prison and you visited me. The readings are challenging and uncomfortable. If there ever were scriptural passages that present a demanding God who rewards and punishes depending on our deeds, today's passages seem to do so. Perhaps like you, these types of commands can strike chords of resistance or even fear within me. 
Biblical verses like these can, on first hearing, evoke a response that is based more on that fear than on love. A God of rules. I don't like that. But I can't dismiss it outright. And if I look deeper too, I might see that the readings present an invitation. In the opening paragraph of the first reading, Moses is instructed, Tell the whole assembly to be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. In hearing these words, I encounter a question. Of what does this holiness, instructing me to emulate, consist? In the context of the covenantal relationship between God and his beloved people, God is offering a partnership in what God does and what God does not do. The list of interdictions provides an understanding of holiness that does not consist of esoteric knowledge or pious behavior. The instruction culminates in the command, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It does not get more simple than that. The holiness God invites us to is accessible to all and not something far-reaching nor requiring special knowledge and specific training. If I think of God as love, the responsibility of that love or that charity is acting justly. I am to love my neighbor as myself, and who is my neighbor? The one who is thirsty for me to care for them, the one who is hungry for food and nourishment, not only which I consume, but the loving attention I can direct to a person wanting to be heard, to be noticed, to be valued. Who is my neighbor? The stranger who I welcome into my heart, the one who I clothe, the one whose importance I acknowledge in what they have to say, in their opinions. Isn't my neighbor the person I meet who I don't understand easily, for whom I must work to understand? Is it not the demand of love, of justice, to go out of my way and do what I can to deeply appreciate the place from where another person is coming? In a distinct passage by the prophet Isaiah, it is written that if you shelter the oppressed and the homeless, clothe the naked when you see them, and not turn your back on your own, then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall be quickly be healed. Then light shall rise for you in the darkness, and the gloom shall become for you like midday. In reflecting on these passages, I am reminded that the so-called demands of love and justice are what my heart deep down really wants, not only for others, but for me. From this stance, it is not a stretch to claim that the instruction to act justly is the path that all women and men are made to follow, and that these instructions are exhortations that actually gladden the heart. God of love, God of justice, show us the way, teach us your path, Guide us in your love and teach us, for you are our God and on you we depend all the day long. Thanks for joining us today on Contemplatio. Make sure to visit our website, ignatiancontemplation.com. If you find value in this podcast, please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.